God is working on us to be what we ought to be. And he's given us the power to do that through the power of the Holy Spirit and the written word of God as we adhere to it, as we obey it, as we let the living word instill the written word of God into our hearts through the power of the Holy Spirit. We've been on this um, Anchored in Grace series, and we've been talking about grace. The wonderful, wonderful grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that bought our salvation while we were helpless, powerless, filled with sin. Bible tells us we were enemies, we were hostile with God, we were children of disobedience, children of wrath, children of the devil. Couldn't get any worse than that. And the grace of God drew salvation's plan. Even in that context, his love wooed you. His love came down and and showed you his way, showed you that your sin was keeping you separated from God. That sin brought shame and guilt and condemnation, that there was a way of life, there was a way of redemption, there was a way of renewal and refreshment in the Holy Spirit through the person and work of Jesus Christ dying on the cross for you, and it is by faith and faith alone. You've got to believe. You've got to have faith. It's offered this grace as a gift. You reach your hand out and say, there's none other, no one else to help, no one else I can call upon. There's nothing inside me that would merit salvation and a relationship with God, but the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ offered through Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection, his sinless life, his virgin birth, he came. He was known as the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world for you and for me. What a great God we serve. Amen? Amen. That's why a little bit of emotion happens, a little bit of excitement happens, a little bit of tears happen when we think of the great, great love of God. He loves us today. And he wants us to experience that love. The question today is, what is justification and sanctification? What do justification and sanctification mean? Big, big theological words with a great, great spirit and life impact upon our lives today. Let's turn over in our Bibles to Romans chapter 3. And we're going to read from Romans chapter 3, verse 20. Many of you have Bibles. Many of you have devices. Whatever you got, turn over to Romans chapter 3. And we'll read it together. For by works of the law, no human being or flesh will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified, made right by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation or an atoning sacrifice by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. Man, we live in a day and age where there is a lot of argument out there, isn't there? There's a lot of conflict. 
There's a lot of people taking sides. There's a lot of polarization. There's a lot of hatred. There's a lot of violence out there. People trying to prove a point. People trying to, to prove their point, that their point is right, their argument is right. And we have fighting. We have bitterness. There's resentment. There's anger. And there's frustration. But we keep fighting. We keep exhibiting resentment. It's getting worse, and it gets worse, and it gets worse, and it gets worse. There's one argument, and there's one point of view that we will never, ever, ever be right in, and that is that we will never be right with God except through the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you meet God face to face, you will not win that argument. You'll bow your knee before Christ, and you will call him Lord, and you will bow to him as Lord and as God. Simple. Our faith is in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Acts 4.12, there's no other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. It's the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He came so that we can start eternal life now. When we accept Jesus Christ into our heart, the Bible says that we are born again. The things of God become alive in us. Amen? Just let me, let me, let me put it this way. Just like you were spewed forth from your mother's womb. Bingo. Hello, world. You are in a new world. Amen? Doctor slapped your butt and you were like, woo! Whoa! When you're born again, there is a reality of the kingdom of God. That there is a new world. A new kingdom. That you experience because of what Jesus Christ has done. You are born again into the kingdom of God. Things become alive. There's a brand new world out there for you. Amen. If you have not experienced that, you are not born again. And if you die tonight, you will not see Jesus. Oh, yeah. At judgment day, you'll bow your knee and confess faith in Christ. But be separated from him for all eternity. This is life and death stuff, folks. Life and death, folks. Life and death stuff. Justification is this awesome declaration from God that you have been pardoned. You have been made right before God. Some refer to it as a declaration of righteousness that you, it's just as if you have never sinned. Isn't that awesome? Justification. Let's flip over to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Beautiful portion of scripture, and it goes a little bit like this. Therefore, since we have been justified by what? By good looks and charm, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we have been justified by our own merit and our own goodness and our own arrogance and pride and our self-righteousness. No, we have been justified by faith and faith alone in God's say-so and God's work in God's character and in God's nature. Repentance is exclaiming and proclaiming what God says about your life. It's changing your mind about stuff and saying, God, I've been fighting it all the time, but I know now that you are right and you are just and you are the only one that will justify me with a righteousness that will allow me into your presence forever and ever and ever. So, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. People, how many need peace today? Do you need a little bit of peace? Growing up in Long Island near the city, 
Peace refers to something else. Do you have your peace? A gun. I'm not talking about a gun. I'm not talking about a peace. I'm talking about the peace of God that passeth all understanding. A peace with God allows you to have the peace of God. You have to have a peace with God first, knowing that he has given you this righteousness that's, that's come from God through faith, and that you do not merit it, you do not earn it. But there is a righteousness that is imputed to you, put on your account, credited to your spiritual bank account, in which you are and have the righteousness of God. Oh, man, before Christ, we were spiritually bankrupt. We couldn't pay our debts. We could never pay the debt of righteousness before God. The Bible says we fall short. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. We were bankrupt, and then all of a sudden, we turn to God and say, God, I'm bankrupt. I don't, I don't have the capacity to pay this bill of the sin factor in my heart and in my life. And I give you glory and I give you praise and I turn to you now in faith and repentance and confession that you and you alone are the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And what, what has happened? Saved, cleansed, forgiven. Amen? Cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. We have this awesome, awesome sense that now we have an abundant overflow of God's righteousness on our, on our credit. God looks at us and he sees the righteousness of God. He does not see your sin, but he sees the righteousness of God. Positionally today, you are justified and you are sanctified. Justified is that declaration that you are no longer under the penalty of sin, but that Christ has paid that penalty, you are justified, just as if you've never sinned. And then Christ imputes this wonderful righteousness into our heart. Wake up, everybody. Hey, what's going on? Everybody sleeping? What's happening? No? Everybody good? Did that jar you? Did that scare you a little bit? No? Okay. All right. We have this righteousness from God that he imputes to you, and he gives it to you. Okay? You're justified. Sanctification is this awesome Holy Spirit movement upon your life in which the righteousness of God is applied to every facet of your life. How you talk, what you think, how you feel about people. What you once thought about your past, you no longer think about it that way, but you think about it God's way. Amen? You don't, no longer dwell in the past. You no longer dwell in past conversations, past behaviors, or past experiences. You dwell now in the present reality of the Holy Spirit in your heart and in your life, molding you and shaping you. It's sanctification. You're set apart for the glory and purposes of God. Amen? So when he imputes a righteousness into you, we don't go around saying, Oh, glory to God. I have the righteousness of God and you don't. Sucker. No. Right? We humbly receive the righteousness of God, and then there's a responsibility for it. We have to bring this out, that the Holy Spirit first is holy. Amen? Holy. The Bible says there is a holiness of God that we must partake of and have in our hearts and lives for us to see God. We need the holiness of God. We need the righteousness of God when we worship him. In holiness, in spirit, his presence come, comes. We felt his presence here this morning. And there is freedom. So sanctification, in the Old Testament, they used to set things apart 
for the glory and the purposes of God. Sprinkle it with blood. Ceremonially set that apart for the work of God. Today, folks, being that you have received Christ, you have the righteousness of God, God has set you apart for a great work for his glory and purpose. He sprinkled his blood, cleansed you by the blood of the Lamb. You're set apart for his work, for his glory, and for his purposes. Amen? Amen. How often do you wake up in the morning and you, you wake up with that vim and vigor? I have been set apart for the glory and purposes of God. <laughs> Amen? And I will go into the day. And I will win the day, and I will seize it, and I will win the victory. Okay, I don't do that either, all right? I'm just saying. I don't do that either. Well, listen, this is the attitude that we have when we wake up. Every day it's an adventure. We don't know how God is going to mold us and how God is going to shape us. We don't know what part of that sinful flesh nature, that residue of our sinful nature, God is going to excise and cut away. That stuff that we've been battling with all of our life. And in a moment of deliverance, when we respond to the Holy Spirit, he sets us free. Amen? Sanctified, set apart for the work of God and for his glory and for his purposes. You are set apart today. Let's flip over to Romans chapter 8. We all know this verse. Hopefully. Maybe you don't, you'll hear it for the first time, and it will really blow your mind. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation, no shame, no guilt for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and of death. Amen? The law of sin and death has no hold over you any longer. You are free. See, the righteousness of God sets us free from the penalty of God. Christ paid that. The Holy Spirit sanctifying us now empowers us with this wonderful, wonderful power of God that frees us and lets, allows us to walk now in his way and in his will. We're free now through the Spirit of God to do what we ought to do. Amen? We could do whatever we want to do. Isn't that true? The Bible says everything's permissible. Everything is okay to do. But some things might not be beneficial. And it might not be advantageous to your life. We're free to do whatever we want to do. The power we were missing is the power to do what we know we should do. Because we were bound by our sin sinful nature. Bound by the works of the enemy. And bound by the culture of this world. Now, you are in Christ Jesus. You're set apart. You are free to do what you ought to do. If it's forgiveness, you forgive. If you stole something, give it back. Amen? If it's a kind word to someone that you want to choke out, give the kind word. Amen? We're free to do that now. Through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. We are free. We are free to love we are free to have the ability to receive love. We're, we're vulnerable now to people because we're not afraid because love breaks down everything. Amen? Amen? Love casts out all fear. And this is what the power of the Holy Spirit through the sanctifying work of Christ does is that he molds you and shapes you every day more like himself. And this is the glory of being set apart for God. 
Romans chapter 12. We'll turn over there. Beautiful passage, passage of scripture. Romans chapter 12. First verse. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, your reasonable sense of worship. Do not be conformed or patterned or fashioned after this world, but be transformed, be metamorphosized by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern, have the ability to understand a wisdom that you've never had before to tell you what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Isn't that awesome? We have this ability now to be living sacrifices, living sacrifices every day, living in the power and the wonder of the Holy Spirit, transforming us and renewing us, changing us for the glory of God. Amen. Justification is the righteousness of God declared over us. Sanctification is the righteousness of God applied in us and living through us. The eyes of the Lord are searching to and fro throughout the earth, 2 Chronicles 16, 9, for men and women who will not be conformed, but rather transformed by the Holy Spirit into the image of Jesus Christ. Let's be truthful, friends. For the Christian, for the believer, there is no middle ground. Either you're being conformed by the powers from without, or you're being transformed by the presence of God within. My mother used to make Santa Claus's Cookies. She had this cookie cutter pattern that she'd go like this, and there'd be Santa Clauses there, and she'd we doll them up, you know, red and white, because that's what Santa Claus wears. And then uh, I remember as a kid always just eating the head right off of Santa, you know. Ah. But see, this is what the world does, guys. Cookie cutter patterns you. After the culture of the age, you're no different from anybody else, bound by sin, bound by the world, bound by your own flesh, fleshly nature. Boom, boom, boom. This word transformation here speaks about a metamorphosis, a change in which God comes to you in your experiences, in everything that you've been through, and who you are, transforms you, changes you personally to be what God wants you to be. And you are the only, only one like that, transformed by the power of God, metamorphosis. The same word is used when Jesus was transfigured into heaven from earth. It speaks about this wonderful aspect of a butterfly, amen? Wonderful, wonderful butterfly wrapped in its cocoon, all bound up. And then from the inside out, this transformation where this ugly looking horrific creature up out comes this wonderful thing of beauty where everybody looks at with awe and inspiration and wonder and amazement see when you were bound up in your sinful nature you were ugly now being transformed by the power of God God is making you a beautiful creation amen Bible says that you are his workmanship you are his masterpiece he's changing you into this wonderful, wonderful work that only God can do in your life to cause you to be this 
work of God in this day and age and in our culture. Beautiful, beautiful sense of the power of God and the wonder of God. As we yield to the Holy Spirit, meditate on his word, God's spirit transforms us into living sacrifices with renewed minds, refocused emotions, and redirected wills to the, to the way and the things of God. Amen? Amen? Isn't that fantastic? When I was a young person, I was rebellious. I punched my youth worker right in the face. I thought he'd go down, but he didn't. And then trouble ensued. I was rebellious. I didn't know what I was doing. My will was not directed by myself. I didn't have power over my own will. See, the Bible says that rebellion is as, a, as the sin of witchcraft and arrogance and haughtiness and stubbornness as sorcery. We need to be set free from these things that hinder us from being delivered and set free by the power of God. Do you understand where I'm coming from, friends? You're sanctified. You're set apart. You're sanctified. You're set apart. Yield to the power of the Holy Spirit. He wants to make you a butterfly. Amen? How many of you are tired of the old cocoon of the shame, guilt, condemnation, self-righteousness, hypocrisy, arrogance, and religiosity of the old you. I needed to be set free from that, friends. I needed God to come in and just do a work on my heart from the inside out. You know I was a pastor's kid. You know I, I behaved well. I knew how to do it. I knew how everybody could say, oh, Danny, what a, what a wonderful, wonderful boy. And then when I laid my head on the pillow, thoughts of murder, lust, anger in my heart, I needed a work from the inside, and so do you. And if that work has not happened, you are not born again. It can happen today. You put your faith in Christ and say, God, I finally agree with you. Your way is the only way. So God takes care of the sin problem. The penalty is paid for by Christ. He, he who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be the righteousness of God. We are forgiven. Then he imputes his righteousness into you. And then the Holy Spirit comes in, and you begin to walk in this right choiceness, this right choiceness, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you day in and day out, according to the written word of God. You obey, and you obey, and you trust, and you trust, and he's changing you, and he's forming you, and he's making you. Amen? You're sanctified. You're set apart for his work. Let's turn over. John chapter 17. Let's read 17 and 18. Jesus is speaking to the Father. Sanctify them in the truth. Set them apart. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, Jesus says this, I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth. Jesus Christ paved the way through the power of the Holy Spirit as an example of us today, how we can consecrate ourselves to the things of God, set ourselves apart to the things of God, the purposes of God, the glory of God, as we live out this wonderful life. So we are set free from sin. We have the righteousness of God. We are sanctified, set apart 
for the glory and the purposes of God. And we are sent now as the ambassador of Christ, the ministry of reconciliation into a lost and dying world. You're set apart. When you go to work, have this thought in your mind. Amen. Amen. That you're going to be ministering to people. Kids are going to be going back to school. It's going to be an adventure living out this wonderful, wonderful life. Problem is, many of you in this place today, you're in a cocoon and you're saying to yourself, there's no way out. There's no way out. That's a lie from the enemy that has to be broken in Jesus' name. That's a stronghold over your life. That's an argument that you've been listening to for too long. The Bible says with God, all things are possible. Amen? The enemy of our souls is the accuser that comes and accuses you of not being what God has said over your life. And then he brings slander into your life. Wants to keep you into that cocoon of your past brokenness, your past hurts. Jesus Christ has come to destroy the works of the enemy. I want faith to rise in your heart today. Amen? I want faith to rise in your heart. When you look at your life, there's things in your lives that need to be snapped and broken. And it can happen by the power of God. I was filled with wrath and anger. And now I get angry and wrathful when it comes to Satan's lies over God's kids, God's children. It makes me very mad. Sometimes I want to get Old Testament, but I stay in the new covenant of grace. Don't live out the lies of the enemy in your life. Don't come in here every Sunday and continue in that path of not having a personal relationship of love, forgiveness, and intimacy with God. Come to God now. Come to God now. Amen? Amen. There's stuff in my heart that I have to give over to the Lord today. He has spoken to me today. He says, boy, give that up. One of it is frustration with this building. We have several leaks in this building. And God is saying, whoa, take it easy. Take it easy. I got you. I got you. God is going to provide. There's frustrations in my life i got to give over to Christ. What is it that you have to give to the Lord today? What is it that you have to give to the Lord today? Because he wants to take it, and he wants to move upon your life and upon your heart. Stir yourselves. Stir yourselves today. The enemy wants to keep you cocoon-like. Amen? Start shaking a little bit. Eh? Start shaking a little bit. God wants to free you. God wants to set you free today. He wants to deliver you today. And friends, not from the outside, from the inside. From the inside out, Jesus Christ wants to come and give you new life. Amen? Amen. Let's worship the Lord today. Sing praise as we close. If you want to come up to the front, you can. If you want to kneel here, you can. Whatever you have to do to allow God's presence to change you today like you've never been changed before, transform you today like you've never been transformed before. Amen?